Amen. Good morning. Come on, give the Lord praise. He's worthy, isn't he? Amen. Welcome to Cornerstone Church. My name is Sean Apking. I'm the lead pastor. We're glad you're here. If you're visiting with us, thanks for coming. Uh, today we have a crazy day. I'll just say that. We have 42 people that have been, are being baptized today. Come on, give the Lord praise. And I, I don't know if you guys know in our second service that we do have two services and only six got baptized in the first service, so the rest are today. Amen, though. Isn't that good? We actually, in the first service, we actually had uh, one, one lady get saved during worship. And she got baptized at the end of the, end of the, end of the day. Amen? In this, so, amen. So, listen, I'm going to say this. If you're 18 and older, that's all we can do, unless your parents are here with you. Um, if, if you give your life to the Lord today, and this is a perfect day to do it, come on, jump in. Amen? Amen. God's so good, isn't he? Listen, next week, let me just get that one announcement about our um, Reconnect conference that's coming up Friday night at 7 o'clock um, and Saturday at 9 to 12 and then 1.30 to 4.30 and then, of course, on Sunday. Um, Jim Richards is one of the one of the best teachers that I know, and uh, you know people say, "Well, you got to believe." How many of you guys ever heard someone say, "You've got to believe," and but they never tell you how. Well, Jim actually tells you how. He shows you how to believe. He shows you how to love, and how to get the love of God, and and he is just perfect at it and just coming in there. And I want to challenge you to come um, Friday night at seven o'clock. Uh, we don't do many of these types. In fact, this is the only time we we do them once and ever so often. But I want to challenge, just come. We, ha- we have a children's ministry for five and under. And uh, they're not long services. Just come. We'll have some worship on Friday night. And Jim will speak. And then uh, we have another couple called Bob, uh, Bob and Aubrey Meisner. Um, have one of the largest TV sh- shows in Canada. Uh, they're actually going to be, say Canada, there's only three or four people there. But anyway, um, there's, um, but they're coming, and man, they have a terrific testimony about how God's healed their marriage and everything. But it's reconnecting to who God is and reconnecting to his love. So I challenge you to just come and be a part during these times and uh, that we have this coming weekend. Okay, get in your bulletin. There's some uh, notes there. You can just uh, start writing with me. Um, I've, I've got to be quick today because we have 36 or so people getting baptized on um, this service, and uh, which is an amazing thing. Amen. And, uh, man, I'm excited. Come on, give these guys a hand that are getting baptized. Amen. And, um, you know, baptism is, is really a, an idea of how well a church is doing. Baptisms are good because basically it shows that lives are being changed. And so when we, when we have baptism, it's just a cool thing. And it just really shows the love of God. You know, um, we've been studying heaven, and I'm going to give you some points um, here in just a moment real quickly. But one of the things that I've gotten out of studying about heaven, really st- heaven is not, it's not just heaven, it's about eternity, okay? When I, what I've gotten st- about studying eternity and studying things after we die or after Jesus comes back for us, that this blaring point comes out to me is that... Uh, there's a God who loves us so much, a Father who loves us so much that He has done everything that He can to get us back. 
And that's been his whole purpose from the, from the beginning. When Adam and Eve sinned, he was on purpose and still is on purpose today until Revelation 20 comes around when he comes back to get every one of us back into a relationship with him. And then he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth that's going to be for us to live on eternally with God. And so, uh, and so we see that. We see that from Genesis chapter 1. God lived and with man in this perfect environment on a perfect earth. God delegates to mankind on this perfect earth to rule and reign with him. He visits them. He hangs out with them in this perfect environment with our first parents. He has dreams for us as co-creators with him. And that's what his heart is. And then Genesis 3, sin enters in and it destroys the whole thing. And then God sends in motion the plan of redemption to bring his son on this earth to pay the price for our sin. Aren't you glad he did that? Amen. And he died for you and I so we could live. And the, and the whole thing about baptism is, 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 is the symbolism of what happened on the inside where you were, where you were buried. You died to yourself. When you gave your life to the Lord, or if you do that today, you are dying to who you are and becoming who he is. And you're raised in newness of life. You get this new life of God. And then God continues and, and until and when he comes back, he's going to bring it all back around where we always were intended to be, to live on a perfect earth, perfect heaven, and be with him forever. So today, I just want to do something, because a lot of times what happens with us is that we live in fear about what's going to happen after we die. How many's ever had fear about what's next after you die? Just raise your hand. I mean, I have. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you exactly what the Bible really talks about after Jesus came back, after he, he came here and he rose again. What happens to a believer after they die. And so here's number one. This is what happens after you die, because you're all going to do that one day. You know that, right? And you might as well get excited about it, okay? Not to go before your time, but but don't worry about it. It's not a fearful thing. It's a great thing, okay? And so number one, this is what's going to happen. Angels are going to usher your spirit to heaven. Turn to Luke chapter 16. I'll show you how. Luke chapter 16, verse 22. When you die, this is what's going to happen. Angels are going to come and and usher you to heaven. You get an escort. And I think my, my angels are going to have lights on them when they come into heaven. Some of you like that, some of you didn't. But anyway, Luke chapter 16, verse 22. Let's get to the word. He says, now the poor man died. Now Jesus is talking about a story here. Where a poor man died and was carried away by angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried there. And so he's telling the story about this poor man, and he died, and he was carried by angels to heaven. And that's what's going to happen with you. You don't get to try to figure out, you don't have to go to the light. You know, you're going to be carried by two angels of light that's going to escort you, or many angels. I don't know how many, but it doesn't say. So you're going to be escorted. You're not going to be alone. A lot of times we think that, oh, it's going to be alone. It's going to be dark, but it's not going to be like that. Number two, when you die, you're going to be in the presence of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6-9, so we are always confident, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Eight, verse 8 says, we are confident, yes, well, please, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. 
Therefore, make it our aim, whether it be present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. You are going to be in the presence of Jesus when you die. You're not going to be alone. You're going to be there. You're not going to be some floating spirit wandering this earth. I don't care what you see on Sci-Fi Channel. When you die, you will be in the presence of the Lord. Number three, you're going to be conscious. You're going to be able to think. You're going to be able to feel. You're going to be able to talk. You're going to have memories. They're not going to be wiped clean. You're going to have those things. Jesus, when he was describing this rich man who finds himself separated from God and in this great chasm and then this beggar, this poor guy who was a follower of Christ, and but they could think. They could feel, they could talk back and forth, they recognized one another, they were even aware of their past. So when you die, you're not just this disembodied spirit that's floating all around and you don't know what's happening to you. You are conscious, you think, you have a personality, you have a soul. It's the real you, who you really are right now, and you're going to be in the heaven there, but you're not going to have any sin. You're not going to have any idea of even trying to sin, and it's going to be great. Amen? Number four. I know I'm going through these quickly, but I have to. Number four, we will worship. Now, I want to show you something here. Turn to Revelation chapter four. You're not going to, it's not like I said a couple weeks ago, it's not that heaven's going to be like a 24-7 worship service and everything. I mean, your your life and everything that you live like is going to be worship to the Lord. But when you get there, this is going to happen. I want to show you something. Revelation chapter 4 is when Jesus showed John, it's called the revelation of Jesus. It it showed John what's going to happen. And so here he takes them up to heaven. Look what he says here. After these things, in verse 1, I looked and behold a door standing up in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. And immediately I saw it was in the spirit. And behold, a throne it set in heaven. One sat on the throne, and he who sat there was like Jasper, and a sardis stone, and in appearance. And, and there was a rainbow around the throne, and in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on, one, on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their head. Verse 5, and from the throne proceeding lightnings, thunders, thunderings, and voices, seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, and which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne there was four living creatures full of eyes in front and, and in the back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature was like a face of a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures... Each having six wings were full of eyes all around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worships him who lives forever and ever and casts their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and you, and by your will, they exist 
and were created. That's just an awesome picture. And see, this is what's going to happen. When you are escorted by angels after you die into the presence of God, heaven is the abode of God. It's where God is. And you go up there into heaven. You're going to be able to think. You're going to be able to feel. You're going to be able to talk. You're going to know your past, but you're also going to know what's happening with you right now. You're not going to be some floating spirit just sitting around playing harp. No, you're going to be who you are, but better because you're going to be completely healed. You're going to be completely without sin. You're going to be completely without any kind of pain in any single way. And then you're going to be ushered into the presence of God. And you're going to see the most holy thing that you have ever seen before. You're going to see the Father God in person. And you're going to gaze upon him. And it's going to be like automatic, not forced automatic that you bow down. But you're going to be willing automatic. You're going to say, how in the world can this be? And you're going to fall down on your face. And you're going to worship God the Father. Because you have never seen anything so beautiful. You have never seen anything so worthy. You have never seen anybody so perfect before in your life, in all of his perfection, in all of his greatness, you see the living God. Amen? That's what's going to happen when you go to heaven. You're going to be there in the very presence of God Almighty, and you're not going to be forced, and you're going to be worshiping him in all of his greatness. Amen? It'll be the first time you see God the Father, and it's one you're never going to want your eyes to take off of Father God anymore. Amen? That is heaven. That's what's going to be like. Amen. And number five, you're going to be aware of, of the things that are happening on this earth. We see that in Hebrews chapter 12, that there's a great witnesses up there. I don't know exactly what we're going to be aware of, but you will be aware of the things happening, some things happening on this earth. And then number six, the final thing, is that you will be joined eventually by all the living Christians, believers, when Jesus comes and comes for his church, you and I. And so basically what happens after the cross, we enter a season called the church age, and that's what we're in now. And then when Jesus comes back and his promised return for his church is coming, he's going to come back for his church. And it doesn't matter if you're pre-trib, post-trib, or no-trib, or you don't even know what the heck a trib is. It doesn't really matter. Because Jesus is coming back for you and I. Amen? He's coming back for you and I. There's going to be a great tribulation. The Bible talks about it's seven years, three and a half years. Um, a person, the Antichrist, is going to deceive many. Three and a, the rest of the three and a half years is going to be a great destru- dis- destruction, great tribulation, a great devastation that the world has never seen. And, so, and that's what I mean, talking about trib, tribulation, that's what it's talking about. Some people believe Christ is going to come before that and take us all up so we don't have to go through it. Some people believe he's going to come in the mid part so we don't get the worst part of it. And some people think we're going to go through it all together. And it doesn't really matter because probably none of us are right. And when we find out, we're not going to really care who's right or wrong. We're just glad we're going. Amen. And then what's going to happen, see, the thing I want you to understand about this Heaven series is that if you die before Jesus comes back, you go into a place that's not going to be forever for you. He's got a new heaven and a new earth, and that he's making everything come about. 
There's a there's a judgment seat of Christ that you and I will go to when we when we're after Jesus comes back for his church. Second Corinthians five ten says, For we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And that's not for your sin. That's for what you've done here on earth. That's for rewards in heaven. And then we have a, what's called in Revelation chapter 19, the marriage supper of the Lamb, that we get to have a feast with the Lord. And the tribulation comes to the end. When it comes to an end, there's going to be a great battle called Armageddon. We win, by the way, before the battle is already there. We already win. And after that, after that, the Lord comes and he takes away the enemy, Satan, and he locks him up. And there's a thousand-year reign. Revelation 20, verse 1 through 3 says, there's a thousand-year reign where everyone will worship Christ during this time and will be a part of communities. You'll be a part of nations. You'll be a part of living on this earth and without temptation, without the enemy, the devil, for a thousand years. And then in those thousand years, the purpose for that is for God to complete his promises that he has made in his word. And then after the thousand years in and, and, and Revelation 20 and, and 21, that um, after that reign, Satan's released for one last time to tempt everybody, but to begin to be thrown into the lake of fire forever. And it says here in Revelation 20, it says, Then I saw a great white throne, and, and him who was seated on it, and the earth and, and sky fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, both great and small, standing on the throne, and the books were opened. And there was another book that was open that was called the Book of Life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done, recorded in the books. And the sea gave up, gave up the death. Death and Hades gave up his dead, and each person was judged according to what he's done. And after then, death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, and the lake of fire is the second death. And if anyone's name was not found in the book of life, they were thrown into the lake of fire. Then look at verse 1 of chapter 21. It says, Then I saw a heaven. And a new, a new heaven, a new earth, for the first earth and the first heaven had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven and from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God, and this is the point, now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them in their God. And I just love that. See, that is eternity. When you, If you die before Jesus comes back, you're only there for a, a, a time. You're, you're that great cloud of witnesses. You're there. You see the Father, but there is there's more to come, there, and, and he's going to bring a new heaven and a new earth, and I'll explain a little bit more of that here in a couple of weeks, but this is where God comes, and he re he brings everything back to the original intent that he wanted us to be here on this earth with him where we are working together as co-laborers with him. We are co-creators with him. We are here to rule and reign with Christ. And, and Jerusalem comes down. God does this massive thing, and he, he makes a new heaven, new earth, new galaxy. Last time he did it, he spoke it, and it happened. There's, it's not a big deal. He's going to do it again. We're, I'm going to get my new body. You're going to get new, your new body. There's not going to be no these, this belly. There's, there's going to be a six-pack in Jesus' name, and I'm going to walk around and I'm going to show everybody, look at this, and, you know, and I'm going to be proud of it, amen? 
Actually, in 1 John 3, it says, talking about our new body, it says, we do not know what we'll be like, but this is what we know. When we see him, we will be like him, like Jesus. You're going to be able to eat. You're going to be enjoy life. I mean, we've got this wrong view of heaven that you're just this fat baby strumming a harp on, on, a, on a cloud. That is not it at all. Listen, the best things here on this earth now even represent what the new earth is going to be like. It represents the perfection of God. And when you see it, you say, oh, man, this is my, how many has been in Colorado? and snow skiing and you looked over the mountains and says, oh, this is heaven. Oh, you've been on a beach and sunset in Hawaii or Fiji. Fiji's really cool. Um, but in, and you looked over the ocean and you saw, man, this, oh, this must be about heaven. Like, it's going to be a, a ten times, hundred times, thousand times better. And you're going to be able to enjoy it. You're going to have jobs. I'm going to explain all this next week or in a couple weeks. You're going to have jobs, and it's not going to be the jobs that you hate right now. You're going to enjoy it. Amen. And those people who are being jerks to you that are over you called your boss, they're going to be saved, and they're not going to be like that anymore. Amen. Because you're going to have this new mind, this new way of thinking, this new love. So what is all this information for? Is it for us just to sit down and just wait for it to happen? No. It's not for that at all. This information is for us to do a job here on this earth. Because much as we don't like to think about it or talk about it, there is a great white throne judgment. That means if your name is not written in the book of life, that means you have never given your life to the Lord. It's so easy to do. It's your choice, and everyone will have a choice. You understand that? A just God will give everyone a choice. You make that choice to say yes to Jesus. See, it's not God throwing people in. It's your choice to walk. It's a choice. It's the walk that you choose. And see, our job as believers is to know what's going to come, to get excited for it, not be fearful for it, but get excited about what God's going to do, but also to tell others and prepare them for it. Because we have a job to do, to be representatives, to see that everyone we know, every name that we know is written in the Lamb's book of life. See, knowing about heaven and knowing about eternity, knowing about what's to come, prepares us for eternity, gets us excited about it. So if you're fear fear of flying, don't worry if you crash and die. Because you're going to be in the presence of God immediately. But it prepares us for eternity so we don't live our lives in fear, but it should compel us to reach other people for Him. So other people will know and give it at least the chance to say yes to the Lord. To be able to go into that land's book of life. Because it's your choice. It's my choice. And so my, my heart, knowing this and seeing that, and seeing how much God the Father moved heaven and earth to get to us again. Where he he. he took of himself and has put his son down on the earth. And his son willingly, Jesus, took 
our sin, our pain, our, our everything that we have, everything that we have done wrong, every, even the times we cursed him, put him on himself. And he took the punishment for us so we could have the opportunity again to come into relationship with the Father God. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he cares for us. And he asks us to care and to love that much for everybody else around us. So knowing about heaven and knowing about eternity should compel us to see that every person that we know, our brothers, our sisters, our moms, our dads, our grandparents, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, even the boss that we don't like, has an opportunity to receive Jesus, that we become a light, we become the joy, and we become the word by giving that to them, our testimony. You know, the people, the 36, 37 people that are going to be baptized here in just a moment have a testimony. My life has been changed. It's no longer I that live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Amen? Amen. And so our goal now as a church, knowing what heaven's going to be like in some way, in some, as much as words, our words can describe, is to make it so hard for people to go to hell on this city, in this city and in our nation, in this world. Amen? By being a light that people want to be around. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. So you may be here and sitting here today, and you're thinking, just listen to my voice. Don't look around. Man, I, I, I want to be in heaven. I want to be, my name be written in the Lamb's book of life. And I want to be forgiven. But you're sitting there and just really thinking, your focus is really on the now because you're hurting. You know there must be more than this. And as I was talking, something inside of you said, I need that, what he is saying. See, Jesus did come. I'm not talking about a fairy tale. This is real. This is true. And Jesus did come, and he died for you, so you might be saved. And so you're sitting there right now, and you're wondering how. Well, I want to give you an opportunity. It's your choice. I can't make you. God can't make you. He doesn't want to make you. He wants you to want it and desire it. So if you want to give your life to Christ, I want to pray with you right where you're at. And I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to the Lord today. And if you want to do that, I want you to raise your hand. And when you raise your hand, you can put it back down. I just want you to make that decision right now. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, just raise your hand right now. And you can put your hands down. Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Anybody else? It's Pastor Sean. It's me. I, I, I don't know exactly all this means, but I know there's something stirring in me. I need to make a change. I want to choose Jesus today. I want to make that decision to start following him. So if that's you today, you want to make that decision, raise your hand. Anybody else in here that hasn't raised their hand yet? Okay, you can put your hands down. Okay, okay. Yes, young and old all around. Anybody else? Says Pastor Sean, that's me. 
okay, this is what I want to do. I want to pray with you right where you're at. And I want, to, want you to repeat these words that I pray. Everyone in this room is going to repeat what I say right now. And I want you to repeat these words and say, say this with all your heart, meaning with all your heart. The Bible says when if you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will be saved. And this will start the greatest adventure of your life. So I want everyone in here to repeat this, these words, pray this prayer, and those who raised their hand. And even if you didn't raise your hand and you wanted to, but you just didn't, God's going to meet you right where you're at. Pray these words, and this will be the new beginning of a new life for you. So Father God, pray this word. Father God, I come to you, and I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for sending him to live on this earth fully as a man at fully God to live a perfect life to take my sin everything that I've done wrong upon himself and to be punished for my sins so I wouldn't have to be punished. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, for taking that pain, taking that punishment, so I may live. And I thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, for loving for me. And from this day forward, I will serve you. I receive now forgiveness of my sin. I receive the love of God. And I thank you, Lord, for changing me and making me like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord praise right now, amen. 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 Now, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, this is what I want you to do. I want everyone to get out the bulletin that you were handed when you came in today. And on the bulletin, those who, are, who, who, who come here all the time, just fill out that connection card. But there's a connection card on that bulletin. And if you gave your life to Jesus, I want you to fill that out into its entirety. And on the back, there's a box to check. And it says that I gave my life to Jesus. I want you to check the box, and this is the reason for it. I want to know who you are, and I want to pray for you. And I want to send you a letter, and I want to give you what is next. Because this is just the biggest beginning of, a, of the decision you just made. And there's some things I want, you, I want to help you with. And I want you to understand what you did, okay? And so if you could check that box and give it to us, that would be great. So everyone else, fill out that connection card. And you can pull in the offering um, baskets as they go by in just a minute. And if you're visiting with us, this is your first time, fill out that connection card into its entirety. And then well, what I want you to do is take it out after the service. There's a the counter in the, in the foyer. And we have a free gift bag for you. We want to give it to you. But just get it to us, and then we'll give you that information. Amen. God is so good. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. For all the people that gave their life to the Lord today. Amen. God is good. Well, it's time to take up our tithes and offering. You can give a number of ways. You can write a check to Cornerstone. You can give by, give by cash or you can go online to cornerstonelife.org. Or you